When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, Count Toomey from AFL.com.au has been all over the mid-season draft and also the restrictions placed on the VFL, the VFLW, and also the NAB League. He joins us. Cow, thanks for your time, mate. Morning, Kane. How are you? I'm good. I guess the... I'm just thinking about the VFL being postponed this weekend. You wrote about this yesterday, and the somewhat disadvantage of the Victorian clubs, considering that the Sample's still going ahead, Crows and Porter playing, the Waffle's still going to go ahead, so... The AFL listed players from the Western Australian teams will be running around. Is that come into calculations with the AFL's thinking an unfair advantage? Do you think? I don't think so at this stage. Maybe if it stretches out a little bit longer than everyone hopes, then that might come into thinking and, and which way clubs can, a little bit like last year, potentially involve themselves in scratch matches, which we're seeing in Brisbane this weekend. The Lions and Giants game will be a scratch match. It was going to be played as a VFL game, but that was. Uh, stopped for this weekend, as was the Gold Coast match with Aspley uh, in the VFL at Metricon Stadium. So that one was stopped as well. But the ability for the AFL in the coming weeks, if it does stretch out longer than everyone hopes and expects, then there's the potential for, to do that. But I don't think at this point it's, a, it's about fairness or equality. It's about um, the difficulties in uh, clubs that have obviously shipped out of Victoria at a really quick rate. We know Richmond left with most of their squad uh, to Sydney yesterday. How do they field a VFL side in that respect and how does that competition keep going So, uh, in that sort of form? So I think it'll be back hopefully very very much sooner rather than later. And the NAB League as well, I mean, got some sympathies because the elite juniors hardly played at all last year. At least they've had, you know, school footy's been going on. But what's what's the latest there with that competition? Yeah, the NAB League, just, it actually just returned last weekend after a bit of a hiatus for three or four weeks, um, a competition recess. So... It's been an interrupted beginning to this year. And, yeah, as you say, we do feel, and I think recruiters really feel for the, the draft class of 2021 because they missed all of their 17th year. I know a lot of recruiters came look at the 17th year as the most important year in a mm. kid's development before he hits the AFL. Not just the draft year of 18, but the 17th year of getting things ready, getting primed and athletically strengthened and understanding where your body's at and what you can do really well, and then hitting your draft year with that knowledge. So those guys missed all of that. They've had an interrupted start to this year again. So for their sake, and look, to be honest with you, speaking to the clubs about this year's draft class, I think we've seen a slower uptake of, of this year's talent really starting to emerge because of last year and because of the footy that they missed. So this is a hindrance and a hurdle for them to overcome. And again, uh, we hope to see them back out towards the end of the season or later in the season because uh, this year's under-19 championships will actually be played at the end of the year. And hopefully by then, or at least in the next coming weeks, we'll get to see a little bit more of these draft prospects back out there. 
Now, afl.com.au will have extensive coverage of next Wednesday's mid-season draft. There will be all sorts of uh, coverage of that. So check that out if you need in the lead-up and on the day. Uh, what can you tell us? The Roos will open the batting. Who are they going to pick? They'll pick Jacob Edwards, Kane, and he's clearly the, the best prospect to emerge in the mid-season pool. A 202-centimetre key forward slash ruckman. A really nice kick of the footy. He's great at ground level. He's good in the air. I was actually there the day that he first emerged when recruiters first laid eyes on him uh, mm. in March at a practice game. It was an intra-club game with the Sandringham Dragons. They're playing you know, extended squads. Uh, and all of a sudden, this 202-centimetre bloke popped up and took a three or four marks overhead. And I remember speaking to clubs that day, and they're all saying, well, who is this guy? And can we pick him for the mid-season draft? Did he nominate last year? He was overlooked last year. So that means he's eligible for this year's mid-season draft. And it's a great result for North Melbourne to go with him because... Uh, obviously uh, could add to their, their key forward stocks. They went with the midfield draft last year in the national draft, knowing that also uh, they'd probably have a pretty early pick in the mid-season draft this time around. And, and yeah, Jacob Edwards is the standout. Beyond there, it gets a little bit blurry. I mean, mm. we know the Hawks at this point have picked two. Uh, Ned Moyle has been really closely linked to them, a ruckman from the Oakley Chargers. They're also interested in John Newcomb, who... Uh, raised some eyebrows this week when he put some extra terms on his head. He's the only player in the 600-player draft pool to actually do that. So that was an interesting side story and makes everyone think the Hawks are keen on him given his relationship with uh, Sam Mitchell, who's coaching so him at the Box Hill it? Hawks. He's uh, it's a long the... term and it's, and, it's good, and it's pretty good rates as well. So it certainly means that most people look at it and say, well, you're not doing that unless you've no. got a club who's keen to get you through. And at the moment, the Hawks only have one pick, but they can put James Sisley to their long-term injury list uh, in coming days and, and open up another. So uh, it'd be an, an opportunity for them to potentially push him through to their second selection. He does have some other interest out there, though. So that's probably the reason why he's done that. Um, there are some other players who are pushing for that top group. Uh, we've we've you know, heard a lot about Tyson Stengel and Collingwood. Also, Ash Johnson. I know Mitch Cleary wrote that on afl.com.au this week. About Ash Johnson and the Pies and, and Gold Coast having some interest there. You know the Suns will look for some Ruckman. We've been writing about Michael Knoll and Wiley Buzzer being in their, in their sort of calculations as well. So a lot of names floating about. And I think we'll have about 15, 16 selections uh, on Wednesday next week. It's going to be exciting. Looking forward to that. I want to ask you about Hawthorne because I've been strong on the fact that they just need to get as many high-end draft picks as they can and of the firm belief premierships are won on draft night. What can they do? I know they've got good selections, so it's going to be you know pick two or three around that mark and then a 20 and a 21. What would you advise them to do in terms of getting up the order? Could you trade out two for two picks inside 12 and then could you do something with 21 and 22 and perhaps a, a future pick to you know, do similar to what Melbourne did with, with Pickett and Jackson and just get two elite kids in ASAP? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? And as you mentioned, Melbourne's such a great example of buying in the now and working out the, the rest a little bit later down the track. And players always leave, players change clubs, opportunities down the track can open up to bring in selections and picks that you might not have thought or predicted a year before. So I'm, I'm big like you are, Kane, to, to make it happen now. Go really mm. strong at one or two drafts and say, well, let's, over a period of two or three years, pick up 10 picks inside the top 30. Now, how do we make that happen? And clearly, I've got some, some players who are still um, tradable commodities. And although contracted, there's the likes of Jago Mira and, and Tom Mitchell who continue mm. to be thrown up. They're the main guys that you look at the, the Hawks list. But I'm a a bit like you. Know, I think it's probably the most 
uh, uninspiring list in the competition in terms of young talent. We haven't seen Denver Granger Barras yet, so he will come through from last year's draft and be a really good long-term key defender. Will Day is injured at the moment, but they haven't really invested in the draft for a long time at, with the sort of strength and numbers that other clubs have. So in terms of packaging picks, that is a really good way that clubs can do that, but you have to find a buyer. And at the mm. moment, I think you'd struggle to find a, a club that wants to tip out of the top 10 to two early second round picks just because of the way this year's draft pool is looking. Uh, because there's a really good group at the top, and then it maybe becomes a little bit more hazy after that at this stage. As I mentioned before, the under-18 championships or under-19 championships this year won't be played to the end of the year, so I don't know how much we're going to be really clear on this year's draft group and where they sit until the end of the season. In saying that, you have to be creative, and the Demons have shown that there's real bonuses for doing that and targeting clubs like that and making some selections in the now. The other one for me as well that I'm, we're all interested in is Collingwood and just you know, exactly where they're at in terms of you know their coach and off field, but also their playing stocks. Are they are they rebuilding? Are they still all in? What do they do at the draft? So so Dacos is the one that they will get. Does it mean they have to go into a points deficit to get him? And what is the ramifications for that for the the layman that's trying to follow along a pretty complicated process? Yeah, you speak of the layman and complicated. It's, it's as complex as you get. In very simple terms, at the moment, they don't have enough points to match a bid for Nick Dacos, which will come at pick one or two. There's no doubt about that at the moment. He's, he's the best player in the country and on absolute fire. I think he's averaging 40-odd touches in the NAB League and a couple of goals. So he's clearly the best player in it. Uh, at this point, if a bid comes at one or two, they don't have enough points to do that. So that would mean they go into a points deficit. However, there are ways to get around that. One, you can trade out a player. Uh, and pick up some more points in this year's upcoming trade period. So that's one way to do it. Otherwise, you could also go into a points deficit, but trade out your first pick next year, and then your deficit comes off what becomes your first pick next year, which is actually going to be your second-round selection. So right. it would they have some levers and mechanisms to do it and to not cost themselves an arm and a leg to make it happen to match it. However, the reality is that Nick Dacos will end up at Collingwood and he's going to be the best player in this year's draft. And he, he's probably the most dominant player I've seen in terms of the opening month or two of the season of any draft I've watched. And that includes Matt Rowe, Sam Walsh, all these wow. types of guys. So uh, he is uh, an extraordinary talent. So it's okay to be paying a little bit overs to get someone like that. But there are abilities for them to go into a deficit but also keep their first pick and make it a tradable commodity so you could actually trade next year's first pick into this year's draft maybe a club might want to tap out of this year's draft maybe it could be Hawthorne Hawthorne could get involved and say here's some points here's Mm. 21 and 22 Uh, give us your first round pick for next year that'll help you guys pay for uh, Nick Dacos but it'll give us another first round pick next year there's a lot of opportunities for them to do something creative and, and get around it. And before we let you go, so uh, Bontempelli has re-signed. We suspect Patrick Cripps will do the same. few others off the market. Who's the out-of-contract player or free agent that you're most fascinated by what decision they make this year? I mean, Zach Merritt's clearly the, the most newsworthy one and things are going pretty well at Essendon. I'd, I'd expect from most people's eyes and you'd have to think that if they have another second half of the season like their first half, then that would be a pretty good tick for the Bombers in the eyes of Zach Merritt. The one that surprises me, and not surprising me, I'm just really intrigued about where it goes from here, is Matt Crouch at the Crows, because mm. we might not see him for this year uh, with that groin surgery that he's undertaken. 
Uh, obviously, his brother Brad left last season. Crouch was dropped in 2020 early in the season. Probably didn't regain his best form in that period as well. But he's a restricted free agent. So what do the Crows want to see happen there? Have they started talks? It's been put off until he gets back from injury. However, that's not going to happen until the end of this season now. So it's probably a decision that we see right at the end of the year. And could the Crows... Um, benefit from picking up a draft pick as, as compensation if he goes somewhere and which clubs would be interesting crouch given the injury and the setback and, and where that one sits so there's that one and there's also jack billings i think that one is definitely a, a a watchable space because we know jack billings in the past has re-signed late in his contract years he's out of contract this year he's a restricted free agent the saints have tapped out of a couple of drafts now we look at their list and we say well who are their better young players from investing in the draft and they've clearly tapped out and gone down the trade and free agency route the past couple of seasons. Could it be good for both parties for for Billings to have a look and see what else is out there? Um, because it could you know, occupy a free agency pick for the Saints and it could see him get some opportunities elsewhere because they're into his eighth year this year and still a quality player, but uh, unsigned at the Saints beyond this season. Mm. Uh, before that, you go, mate, what, what are you doing special for the mid-season draft and what coverage can we expect on, on your platform? Yeah, afl.com.au and the AFL Live official app will be the only place to watch the mid-season NAB AFL draft. So tune in then. It'll be on from 6.30pm uh, Eastern Standard Time through to 8pm. We'll have every pick. We'll be speaking to the draftees, the clubs, all the analysis. Uh, so tune in for that. And, and yeah, it should be a really enjoyable night. We know that two years ago, we saw Marlon Pickett, we saw Will Snelling, we saw Kyle Dunkley picked up. Uh, there's a few selections that that worked, a few selections that didn't. It'll be interesting to see which way clubs take and, and which sort of methods they use this time around after a couple of seasons without the mid-season draft. So afl.com.au and the AFL Live official app is the only place to watch the NAB AFL mid-season rookie draft. Appreciate your time, Cal. Anytime, Gun. Cheers. Kao Toomey from afl.com.au joining us this morning. On the other side of this, Gillan McLaughlin has given his regular Friday uh, interview with 3AW. We'll hear the best bit. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.